Hello, and welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast, hosted by Enterprise Management Associates, an industry-leading IT analyst research firm that provides deep insights across the full spectrum of IT and data management technologies. The Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast will take a deep dive into the security topics that are top of mind for information security practitioners, IT professionals, and technology business leaders. Join security experts Chris Steffen, VP of Research at EMA, and Ken Buckler, Research Analyst at EMA, for some truly awesome topics. Chris and Ken, take it away. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to the Cybersecurity Awesomeness Podcast. My name is Chris Steffen. I am your host. Today, I am joined, as usual, by my friend and colleague, Mr. Ken Buckler. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about something that we've already talked once before that we've done quite a bit of research on, and that is the expiration of certificates, but specifically around the encryption standard that is TLS 1.0 and TLS 1.1. And the fact that our friends at Microsoft have come out and said that they are going to specifically start forcing people to take and go to a better encryption standard. They've done this once before. Some other different browser standards have kind of done this. And it is important for security in general to go down this path. But let's talk a little bit about what TLS is, why it's important in the the grand scheme of encryption standards, and then kind of give a precy of what's going on and, and the impacts it's going to be. So, Ken, why don't you start us off and talk to us a little bit about the latest news? All right. So, so you know, TLS stands for Transport Layer Security, and that is the successor to secure sockets layer, which was the the previous version of uh, encryption used for secure web communication. Now, TLS has been through several different evolutions. Uh, We're currently on TLS version 1.3, but TLS version 1.0 uh, was introduced actually back in 1999, I believe it was. And then TLS 1.1 was introduced several years later. The problem is that the reason that TLS keeps getting updated is because they've found issues with the protocol, so they have to update the, the, the actual protocol. And these have been issues that you know allow man-in-the-middle attacks, where basically you can intercept communications and listen to them and sometimes even modify them or forge your own communications. Uh, So definitely not something you want to have in a secure encryption protocol. Finally, we're getting some industry traction to not just mark these protocols as deprecated, but actually disable their usage. So from a security perspective, this is a good thing. Yeah. And I, so let's talk a little bit about that a little bit. This is like anything else in the security realm that things age out, things take and either get compromised or a better solution comes up or one reason or another, maybe sometimes even just the technology makes it so that particular security solution is no longer the best solution in the market. And so it's time to move on to the next thing. The acceptance of TLS 1.3 has been one that people have been fighting for, for a long time since what, 2018, I think. Right. And, and it's, and it's one that it's time. The biggest problem with taking and just automatically moving to TLS 1.3 is that it is 
so different and quote unquote so good that it ends up taking and disabling the visibility that a lot of security administrators have come to depend on when looking and inspecting network traffic, either internal or external traffic coming in. And that is a huge concern, right? Because now all of a sudden, whereas before you could use your inspection visibility tool to inspect that traffic and prevent vulnerabilities or malware from entering your networks, now you're kind of flying blind. And there are some other solutions around that, but that's part of the reason why it's taken so long to gain traction. You know, it's 2023 now, and we still haven't quite accepted that new standard. And, you know, and outside of just the losing the visibility problem, there's also another problem, of course, in that TLS 1.3 is not backwards compatible. So if you disable TLS 1.1 and 1.0, then if your application doesn't support at least TLS 1.2, your application can no longer communicate. And this this isn't just a disabling it in the web browser. This is a we're going to disable it at the system level, and you're going to have to jump through some significant hoops to turn it back on. That actually has the possibility to impact SQL Server, uh, including 2012, 2014, and 2016 editions. Now, I know those are older editions, but also keep in mind how long SQL Servers typically sit without being upgraded to the newest version, just because they're constantly in use. So that's one of the, the biggest impacts that I see on this is the the potential to break applications and that's going to be really concerning and possibly surprising to some organizations if they don't realize that this is coming. Yeah, the biggest problem, I think, is the head in the sand kind of thing, right? I, they, everybody knows that this is out there, that this has been a concern and a problem for literally a, a generation, especially depending on how you define generations in security terms. It's been a long time coming. And yet we we really haven't done much to kind of fix it and resolve these issues, so on and so forth. But now we're finally taking, as you mentioned, seeing traction on getting these things resolved, which I personally think is a good thing too. I fully admit that it is going to probably cause some hardship for a lot of people. Talk to me a little bit about what some of the other impacts are going to be. What are some of the impacts that the average user might end up seeing because of this. You mentioned SQL Server. That that one is particularly interesting to me. I know of Novell 3.1.2 servers that are still out there running and doing their thing. I, I Again, I'm talking about something that should have ended its life, you know, the better part of 20 plus years ago. And they are still chugging along. They do great work, by the way. So that isn't the problem either. But they haven't been patching Novell 3.1x for at least 15 years. I mean, not even through like some kind of supplemental program. And so I know those old databases and file systems and so on and so forth are still out there. And all of them are using this antiquated technology. Talk to me a little bit about what some of the impacts are going to be to the average user. Well, I mean, it's very possible that, you know, once this gets pushed out, users are going to find their w- that some web applications simply don't work anymore and that some websites don't work anymore. Um, you know, earlier this year, of course, we did our research report on SSL and TLS security, and we found that only 21% of the servers on the internet are using TLS 1.3. Um, and then you've got another uh, 35% that are using TLS 1.2. 
So that means you have over 40% of the servers on the internet that are actual web servers now are using TLS 1.1 or 1.0 or even older versions of like SSL version 2 or SSL version 3. If the support for those protocols is now disabled on the client side, the, the user is going to have no idea why they can't connect to that site anymore, and they're not going to know to go in and change the registry or whatever. So if, if server admins don't upgrade their servers to, to use the newest version of TLS, or at least TLS 1.2, their users are going to just all of a sudden find themselves in the dark. And that's going to be the biggest impact. Yeah, one of the important things to remember is that they are not disabling the ability to use this. They are disabling it being on automatically, in fact, automatically turning it off, which doesn't mean that it can't be turned back on. It can be. That's not what I would recommend doing. But at the same time, I'm also for not cratering your company overnight without any kind of solution. So my recommendation would, of course, be this is coming. Be aware be aware how you're going to mitigate the, this particular issue in general. Come up with a game plan to figure out how you're going to upgrade to TLS 1.3 and then strategically plan how that's going to work. Also by making your users aware that this problem might exist and what they can do to help you resolve that particular issue on their client side. Well, and something else that's important too is, you know, and perfect example is going to be the uh, NTLM hashing. Um, you know, now I'm, I'm kind of dating myself for how long I've been in the IT world, but NTLM hashing, it used to be you could re-enable that even when it was, you know, even it was disabled with newer versions of Windows. Microsoft has already warned that just like the NTLM hashing was eventually completely removed, they're going to remove these older versions of TLS eventually as well. That's not happening immediately, but it's going to be happening eventually. And it should. I mean, again, th this is one of those things from just a security hygiene perspective. You don't want depreciated algorithms taking and creeping on accidentally into your system. So not having them available is likely the best thing to do. I know that you're, you're talking to somebody whose network used NetBuoy until they literally got rid of it. And that's as embarrassing as it gets, but it solved a connectivity problem for us. You know, eventually we moved like the rest of the universe to TCP IP and lived happily ever after. But there was quite a bit of time there where we were one of those kind of people that were using a depreciated solution because it solved a problem that we didn't have the resources to be able to fix. So this is your warning. This is your sign. You're looking for a sign that you need to fix it. Time to take a look into whatever strategy you're going to pick in order to fix it. The great news is, and, and we, this is not a, a commercial for any one of these in particular, but we work with several different organizations that are well on their way to taking and coming up with visibility solutions and encryption solutions that are going to help resolve some of these problems. So definitely take a look at some of the research that we've done. I literally wrote a white paper that's going to be released tomorrow on this particular topic. And I think it's going to be kind of interesting. Again, ping me if that's something you're interested in. I'll make certain to forward you a copy of the paper. But I, again, this is one of those things where the sky is not falling, but if you are not aware of what's going on, this is something that you need to be thinking about how you're going to resolve because the impact could be severe, especially for those who have not spent any effort trying to determine how they're going to resolve this issue in their particular networks. Ken, any last words? Well, you know, I think this is really a preview of what we're going to see when quantum encryption comes along. I think this is going to be on a much larger scale, and I think we're going to really have 
some fun challenges ahead in the uh, security realm. Yeah, and I I do too. I, I you know I kind of started this conversation with the SSL conversation, and I have SSL on the brain because very simply, when I start thinking of the impacts of removing the annual three hundred sixty five cert length on an SSL certificate, that's also the kind of brain damage that we're talking about too. So you have a lot of these little, what were seemingly little events that are on the calendar or should be on the calendar of every security professional out there. And they're all kind of popping up at the same time, which arguably they always do. That's not, again, that's not really even newsworthy, but some of these are, are particularly interesting because when they don't work, they break the internet kind of thing. And, and now all of a sudden we have several of these, what I would classify as very, very significant issues that are going to need to be resolved one way or the other that are all coming on our radar in relatively short order. So anyway, with that, um, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I think that we kind of talked that through again, if you are interested in anything that we talked about, feel free to contact us. If you have topics or ideas about what we can do in this podcast, please let us know those as well. Um, and until then, thanks for listening. Thanks, Chris and Ken, for all your great insights on today's topic. Make your next podcast awesome when you work with EMA security experts Chris Steffen or Ken Buckler. Educate your prospects, differentiate your solution, and add the credibility of a third-party expert to your message. Visit cybersecurityawesomeness.com to listen to past episodes.